Be following Willie more and more. Awarded! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! Welcome to episode number 22 of the Take with Willie and Ian. Mm. Hello, William. What's happening? Mate, it's warm. It's nice. I've got the T-shirt on. Yeah, it is nice. Apparently it's going to piss down rain this afternoon, so it could ruin everyone's day, but I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to rain. No. It's 22 degrees. Everyone just says it rains now. They They just hedge all their bets if you work for the... The weather there. It's definitely raining. Chance could, could, could. There's a chance. There's a chance. chance it could rain, but it's sunny. What does that even mean? A chance. Of course, there's so a you're chance. There's a chance. So you're That's all it is. Everyone's just no one knows. Those people get everything wrong too. The weather. I would love to. It's like no us accountability. On this, it's the worst like job us on in the world. Show. Big shout out. <laughs> big big week for testicles actually this week with yeah, uh, what, Tom Dearden rupturing Deaton. his testicle. Chenich and Harris Tevita from that's two nuts gone. Wow. It's a year of the ruptured ball bag, isn't it? 2022. Damn, 2020, hashtag, here's the ruptured ball bag. Everyone should just really start wearing, remember what? whenever you wear the jock straps? It's going to have to start coming Bring back, back the jock straps. What did you, I mean, you know a little bit of medical stuff. What does that entail? Like how, how long are you out for? How do you heal a ruptured testicle? Well, you, I think you got Is a, it just like a severe hit to yeah, it? Is yeah, it like, so you just, he's obviously cut one of the Kanakas and then one of them's just Would it be gone. a knee? Could it be a shoulder? Could it be anything like yeah, that? Yeah, could like be a, should it, Oh, wow, yeah. man. It's, um... I had a mate who who was playing rugby who got his he, they ruck he, got, he was in a ruck. Well, he's got his nuts rucked. That's he got his different. nuts rucked, and then one of them popped out the bottom, and he didn't realise. Oh man! But um, but yeah, I think this. I think with the rupture, that's the end of the nut, isn't it? It's back to no kids. One ball. No, it's sweet for that. I think they're all sweet for that. But imagine having some, one nut, Henry, just for the just, rest of your life. Imagine. <laughs> How do you feel, Henry? I think the producer's got one nut as well. He's Henry, Henry. <laughs> Craig's got one nut. You know that? Yeah, he does. We're just uh, we're just looking, helping Henry's metadata here. He's looking up one testicle. It'll go with all the furry stuff He's he looks up. I don't, oh, other, to, I don't want to look at his search engine. No, nah, I'm surprised. FBI will be here. No one's rated a shit. Uh, <laughs> one bit of good news is that the Brighton Seagulls under 13s. We sponsored the Brighton Seagulls last year, right. and their under 13s have made it to the grand final this weekend. So Ooh. I'm not saying we're directly responsible for that, but it's pretty much. Where's it at? I'll find out. They can. Um, yeah, we could find maybe out. Maybe message us on our on our website, masonstake.com. Be on Sunday, wouldn't it? Because they play Sunday, yeah. Do. I'm not doing anything. So All right. I might, we might go and have a look. I'll have a look. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We'll find out. So, congratulations to the Brighton Sea Gulls. Well done, team. Good stuff. All well right, done, boys. William, let's. It's funny, you know. We we talked last week, and it's got a fair bit of traction on the old Instagram <laughs> Instagram thing, Instagram thingy. But um, I don't know if it's made it. TikTok was that about yet. The, the Paul Green everything that we'll talk well, just, about? Yeah, that your, was pretty, your, that was, that was, your mental health stuff was. It was really well done, and, and also the social media side of it. And then we we filmed this on on Wednesday last week, and then interestingly, the Paul Thursday plays game, on yeah, Thursday, right? and 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 I, you know, I guess because I was thinking about it more, and I think about what sort of a dirt bag sends a death threat. To a footballer who had a bad game. I just cannot understand the mentality. Is it a death threat? Death threat. Multiple death threats. It's like on the back does of... Anyone, Henry, does anyone know what they actually said? Or they just like, they've already kept, kept, kept that under wraps? It's not the point. It's death threats to a young kid. 
who obviously didn't play his best. Do you think? Do you think that Jackson Paulo doesn't know that he played? You know, not you know, not his best game. He's the, probably his harshest critic. He doesn't need to hear. That's just him. I mean, last week. I mean, that's where you got to take these people who do this sort of shit. It's a great, like a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like you're just a piece of shit loser. Shut up. I don't really give a shit what you say. But when it's death threats. Yeah, it's heavy. You don't really know because a guy could be a psycho, South supporter, or whatever. I'm not sure. So I think you got to take it a little bit more serious. If they're just bagging your game and saying all this kind of stuff, but like death threats, come on, man. Like, what are you? Who are you, people, man? Like, they should be like the cops should be investigating this stuff, I trying to, and trying to get who these people are because you just don't know in today's day. Yeah. Is that right? today's today's <laughs> today's today's day, day. especially the in day t- today? In the day today, people are psychos. <laughs> Yeah, they're really passionate. They're nut jobs, and like you got to take this, got to take this a little bit more serious because they are death threats. It's not just like you play bad, this, 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 and that. You can cop that easy, but when it's like that, you know, Jackson Paulo walks around the streets when it's not playing, when he's not playing football. The kid could be down in Maroubra, he could be where, where, wherever he's from, and if that guy psycho sees him, I'm not sure if I trust that. Well, the other thing as well, Will, what what people don't really, well, I mean, people might have talked about it, but I haven't heard them talk about it. Gambling now in rugby league, you turn on the footy and you've got the sports bets odds, you've got all of these things, right? And we, we talk about punning and that sort of thing. And But there are people where gambling takes over their lives, you know? And so you've got these people that are then losing money because whatever happened, they backed South head to head or they backed Jackson Paulo as any try, try score or whatever. And you get these people on social media going directly to players going, oh, you stuffed my multi or you stuffed like... You need therapy, man. What's... what? It, What's the answer to that? Because people will gamble. People are going to lose. It's not the player's fault. They don't know that you've got your whole house riding on perfect the example. Of one game. Perfect example. I was in that position because my bet last week, if South had a won, we would have won. Well, yeah. we just found out he gave the death threat to Jackson Paula, didn't we? But I'm just saying, like, I would have. It didn't bother me at all. I'm like, oh damn, that's only because we win money for for, for the kids and for stuff kids, like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was more spewing, but it didn't really cross my mind to write a death threat to South. Like, I just don't think what, what sort of human being you are. You just, you, as I said last week, you are a proper loser if you're sending death threats to a young kid who's trying his ass off every single week, trying to be better. You just have games like that, and that's just how it is. Like, he doesn't deserve this kind of stuff, man. Especially after all, see, this is what I mean. Like, most people just are so unaware of things with the Paul Green situation, with everything that's going on in society. And this happens, you know, two days after we start talking this, the week of. Paul Green's tragic death and you still have the audacity and the mindset to even come at a kid like Jackson Paulo and and start giving him death threats. Like, if the police are out there, man, just do something. Try and find these guys. What do you reckon? Uh, look, I, and what could actually happen even if you do find the guy? Well, that's the thing. I, I look at Detroit Mitchell and Detroit Mitchell was really good at, especially with the racist stuff that he was having a cop last year especially, but he just, someone had put something up on, you know, the trail, you're this or you're that, and, he, and he'd post it up Damn. on the thing, and he'd say, "What about this dirt bag?" And, and then and people just have, cra- yeah. The trail handles his, like his his leadership and his maturity over the last couple of years. I've got to commend that young kid. He's under the most pressure all the time. He's a leader of that indigenous community, and as a player, him and Cody Walker, and they are very proud indigenous brothers. And I love both of them. They do such good work in the community. They do everything. After the game, I think they went out to Wagga and they drove out to Wagga to do like a, a coaching clinic. Do you know what I mean? Doing things like that for their community. I love that kind of stuff, but he's a leader on and off the field. So I've got to commend both those players there. And when when he cops a lot of racist bullshit, 
And he just screenshots it and puts it on his story. Yeah. Because then he's, I think he's got like, you know, two, 300,000 followers and he will just let society handle them. And they get absolutely hammered, these blokes, and then end up, you know, changing their account and, you know, getting off social media. Like, I think that's a fair way to do it. But needs to be a stop to this. I'm not sure if it's ever going to stop. It's getting worse by the looks of it. Well, people set up burners, don't they? Hey, well, they do got, set you don't up need burners. To, you don't have to give your details or anything. Like, I could just set up and think, say, oh, I'm... Dave Simmons, um, you know, and set up a dummy, what are they, burner accounts? And no, no, prof- or and fake no profile, profile pic, yeah. you know, fake profile pic. Yeah, it's just like, it could be anything. It's like, I think they need Instagram, Twitter, all these, you need to be, I, I said it a couple of years ago, you should be able to be verified. They should have all your details, emails, everything like that. Like, I'm not sure, do you have to phone number or, I don't know, like, to... But you could set but it up to be verified. Yeah, no, but to be verified, so, that, so people can ha- get held accountable for shit like this otherwise this bullshit will just keep going because i just keep setting up accounts setting up accounts it's all about money and instagram don't really give a shit do they they don't twitter doesn't give a shit no they wouldn't care yeah it's just like it's not a big deal to instagram because all that all that is is money to them and you know people who Young kids are losing their lives over this. They're, they're all depressed. There's anxiety problems. There's so many issues in this world at the moment, strictly from social media. I what? mean, my, my it's, it's different from us, man. Like, I'm 42 years old. You're 43, 44, 50. I don't know. Um, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and we, we went through no social media. And now we sort of, you know, we use it for, for a platform for this. And that's it. This is all I use it for, is for rugby league and all that kind of stuff. I don't promote shit. I don't do anything. I'm like, I'm... I'm, I'm easy, but these whole kids don't know anything but social media. Like I know when, like I know if I if I don't want to use it, I just get off it for a couple of months. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's easy for me. I don't but they, really but care. But growing up with it, haven't that's they? what like I'm saying. But yeah, we don't. Like, we our don't, whole twenties, we didn't have it. Yeah. For our teenage years, we didn't have it. Thank and it's God. like so. It's it's different for us. So we can sit here and like we can't. We don't really know. We just try and understand it because we are on social media, but we just don't use it and live on it like like most people. Mm. Like these other young kids, if you're like born in. Two, I mean, like, just say 2008 or something like that. You, that's when iPhones and that just sort of come out. You don't have nothing but an iPhone. We, we come from that era where we had to pick the phone up. We didn't even know who the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you had to talk in front of your whole family. Oh, when five had, sisters and two brothers. Could when be, you, when you could, be a could be somewhere. Could be, super, could be a girl from school. Yeah. My dad would answer the phone. Ring, hey, really? Phone. A girl's on the phone? Take the piss out of me. I'm like... I don't want that. No, I'm not home. I'm not home. No. You know what I mean? I've got five sisters taking the piss out of me. I'm like, I've never give my phone. number out. Oh, Telstra thing, and it was in the middle of the lounge room. Yeah. Like, it's not in your room no. when these kids are in. You know, we were, I mean, it was embarrassing as hell, all right? Mm. So I'd never give my number out to anyone unless it was my mates. Do you know what I mean? So, like, because that's a whole different era. That's that's where we're from. And then, like, it didn't hit us till like, 2008, 2009. We're grown men. Yeah. We're 30 years old. We're 20, 20 we, we already sort of know what sort of people we are. We have our morals and principles and shit. So social media is never really going to get to our sort of era, our generation, because we know who we are. You're a 15-year-old kid. You're getting bullied online. You're doing all this kind of stuff. It's, it's hard for these young kids, man. It's hard for a 20-year-old footballer. He doesn't know anything but social media as well. Yeah, that's right. So all he's looking at is comments and Snapchat and um, Twitter and this and that. Like, as I said to everyone, you've got to block out that noise. Compartmentalize. Understand. You're a rugby league player. You know what I mean? But you're a human being first. Because in the old days, when you were playing, in the olden days, in the olden days. But, <laughs> Shut up, but, mate. But, but, but like, if, if you look at like mid-2000s, right? Like if you, wanted to, if you wanted to find out what the fans were saying to you. You'd have to get online. You'd have to get online and you'd have to actively search out, right? And, and there were certain players. <laughs> you know, no, I'm going to say, the worst was 
It was Rennie Matur. Oh, you've just chucked him straight nah, up. I'm going to chuck him on the bus because it's hilarious. Because I always block the noise out because I don't give a shit what fans think, what other people think. I only care about what the coach is thinking and my players. And Ren will be on this thing called the kennel, which is a shout out to the kennel. But this was when they could, they're like, blah, 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 blah. They'll start hammering players and all that kind of stuff. And we prefer an era where we rarely played some bad football. But yeah. if it was a bad game, but then Ren goes, oh, she's seen someone said about you. on the Shut the fuck up, Ren. I don't want to know. I don't want to know it. You know what I mean? He'd say something, you know, and everyone's just like, because everyone had that mentality. Don't, if you don't read it, you don't know about it. You Outside don't care. Yeah. You know, if, if there was a shit in the, in the, in the telegraph, I'm not, buy, I'm not reading the paper. Oh, and then someone would send it to, really, you're on the back page. Shut up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm on the fucking back page or something like that, as long as it's not on the front page. So when you start making news, that's when you fucked that's up. That's a problem. Sports, I'm all good with the sports page. Mm. I don't care. But if it's front page, like, I never really got on the front page, but back page, who cares? Could be good or bad, whatever. I'll just look at if it was a good shot or not. Because <laughs> I didn't yeah. actually read what they had to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But Ren was like reading on this. Like, Ren, get off those little chat lines. You know what I mean? They're sitting there going, the fucking hammy and it'll fuck with your head. Worse, he had to go and find it too. It's like, very it's not, system of www.bulldogs kennel. You know, like now I see the kennel, they're going good on there. They always say some positive stuff. But back then, they could hide behind that and start hammering you. I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it was that, 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 that's the only time that we could actually you know, figure out if I actually wanted to go online and like see what people were saying. I don't care what they're saying. No. Figure about what are we going to do this week. Yeah. I don't think, and that's <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it's funny like when you think about it because that's the only way that we knew. You could yeah, put us in, my, yeah, I mean, I think Ren was like, Ren was the first, like, Ren was the first one on all that shit. He, and so like, he was he he like MySpace and then Facebook. I didn't know what anything was. I didn't know how to work it. I didn't want to be on that because I was I'm private in my life. Instagram, he taught me, he showed, get on Instagram. I said, what is Instagram? Because just take photos and shit and then people just sort of, I was, what? I was like, I didn't, I didn't get it. I was when like, you explain it, it just when you sounds explain, so like dumb. You, 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 you just take photos, a photo. What? He goes, just take a photo and you upload it and then people can look at it and like it or comment on it. I was like, sounds fucking stupid. Stupid. It That'll never kick off. It is never. Yeah. It'll never kick off. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, well, they did. Yeah. And, he, and he goes, yeah. And I said, okay, well, I didn't get on it until like, I think maybe 2000 and like. No, you were late. 12? Yeah, you were 12? late on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like when I first got back from, uh, I think when I, when, when I went to France. Yeah. For 2011. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I just didn't really care for it. Ren was on it since, since 2008, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it came out. But like, yeah, a few of the guys were, but we weren't really worried about that. As I said, like, I think, we just didn't care. We honestly just did not care about what anyone thought, apart from close friends, coaches, and that's all. That, and that's all that should matter. Like you can't like go around trying to please everyone. If I was like that, if I actually thought about what actually what people thought about me, and I was actually really worried about that, I'd live in a fucking cave. <laughs> I'd be moving. To, I'd move to fucking Mexico or something. I'd be like. Otherwise, I'd be. Imagine if I had those issues. I'd be like, oh, I wonder what he's thinking of me. I think I'm not. I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't care. I don't care. I don't know that guy. You don't know me. Whatever the perception is, whatever. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for them to even have that pre preconceived judgment of someone. Like I feel sorry for people like that. Mm. I do. I look at it, I pity him. Well, I'll tell you who you pity, and I tell you who should be living in a Mexican cave is the West Tigers. You again in the Tigers? Do you know what though? <laughs> I, well, I'm actually going to stick up from here. They they have been decimated with injuries and That's they they lost three blokes. 72 to 6 bro. it's bad it's a bad scoreline it's score like line. an NRL team it's a bad scoreline and and it was funny because I was at a function on Saturday night my young, bloke, my young bloke went to the game and he was sending me these messages and he was like 
every five seconds. Oh, Crichton got one. Oh, so Crichton's like, on fire. So, so we'll talk about Crichton. You know, he did he did the reverse <laughs> you know on everyone. He <laughs> he was playing yeah. shit, and once he gets a deal, he's the best back row in the world. Where where people come off con- contract, they start killing it. And then they get their money, and then they get then they get paid. He, I, re, he reversed it. I actually he goes, oh, yeah, it. I'm going to play pretty ordinary at the start of the year, and then just back myself, and then fucking sign me, and then I'm, now I'm going to be the best back row in the world. I actually love with Crichton. He's, he's come out and he's gone. I've just signed a deal, and I'm excited. I've got my and I'm now you know I'm I'm now just not hanging over my head. I can play some good footy, and I was like, that's normally code for like going and miss going missing for the next couple yeah, of years. No, he's come out. He's just. He was very upset. I'm glad. You know, I'm, I'm glad. Like I think Crichton's one of the best back rows in the comp when he's yeah, on. He like at the start, I think he just he was he was a little bit off the pace. I'm not sure if it was an injury. I'm not sure if he was unha- unhappy with not getting a deal at the stra- straight away. He ended up force, forcing his way back into Origin. I would have picked I would have picked him in the first Origin as well. Him and Jake, um, because he's that sort of player. You can rely on him. He's tough. He's solid. He's got good skills. Fast, strong, fit. Like he ticks all the. All the boxes to be a good back row. So I'm glad he got his deal and he's um you know he's he's a he's a real leader of that side now. You you watched that game? I didn't. I was on the drink as per usual on a Saturday. But I watched that. You watched that game. Did West Tigers give up or were they just decimated with injuries? And because everybody like you can see the Tigers fans like the Tigers fans they're they're the classic long suffering fans right? But. There's been obviously um, there was a post game incident with Adam Dewey and some fan obviously gave him a spray and he gave it back that fiery Lebanese blood of his but um, Taumau was Taumau was obviously Jimmy Taumau yeah he was obviously extremely frustrated with the whole thing because that's not his go no so they've like if they didn't care they then care they it's wouldn't just, be blowing up it's it not was that a they scoreboard that was just it just kept ticking over and they just couldn't stop the bleeding. I can honestly say I've never been in a position like that. No one's ever put 70 on us. So like, I think the most I've been beaten by is maybe 30 or 40. You know, you know what I mean? I think when we were all decimated as well. Um, you know, like they had injuries. They had one person on the, on the bench, on wasn't the bench, it? On the bench, yeah. And the Roosters were on. Yeah. Like they were on. When they are on, they can put that sort of score on you. Because yeah. they've got strike weapons everywhere, you know? Like, you know, Crichton was on. Like, oh, Sam Walker was on. There was just it, the tries that they were scoring by the end. Uh, it was just very, yeah. It was it's very, very. It was very soft. It didn't give in. No football player gives in. But as I said, like it's just if you're down that 20 percent, you got two more, good, two more, three more go, good games. I mean, competition games to go. Can't make the eight. You just got to figure out a way to motivate yourself. You just got to do it. You got to do it. You're a pro. We, they expect something from you. They don't expect seventy two to six. Was it seventy two six? Yeah. You know they expect something from you. You're you, you're playing in the best competition. In the whole world, you know that you got to make up excuses in your head to to try and put that effort in. And I'm never going to say anyone gave up. Like I don't, I think you'd be stupid if they gave up. Roosters were just on one; they were just un- unstoppable. They couldn't stop the bleeding. And then you see a guy like Jimmy Tommy. I think he got two or three weeks suspension, which was a bit weird. Well, he's gonna. He's. I think he'll fight it. So he's only got. Two, he's got no contract for next year. He's got two games to go in the season. I think if he fights it and wins or something, he can. He can have like just let him play his last game. Like if that's his last game, let him play. I think. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure what he said. He obviously gave him a mouthful. He called him incompetent and he put a swear word in. You're fucking incompetent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the swear word. Um. Yeah, I think. Thanks for clearing that up. Really got his. I don't know the ref. I mean, I, I get it. Like it's, it, he, he shouldn't say that to the ref. Yeah, that's simple. It doesn't matter if you're an elder statesman in the game and if you're on your last sort of game. You know, the refs need to be respected. 
And saying shit like that hurts their feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that would hurt anyone's feeling getting called that. You know, you fucking incompetent prick or some shit like that. You like, should have waited till after the game and then put it on Twitter. Mm, it would have been fine on, a burn, on his burner account. On his burner account. But yeah, I think, you know, the heat of the moment, they don't take that into account. They don't. You know, I think he's captain of the club and, you know, it is his last year there. I'm not sure what he's going to do next year. I think he deserves another maybe two-year deal somewhere else. He'll I probably think, go to Super I think, League. I still think he's got a lot of football left in him. He'd carve Super League to bits. Um, I still think he's got some more NRL games. He's play, he just played his 300th. Maybe he wants a bit of a holiday. Maybe he wants to, maybe he'll retire. He's achieved everything in the game. Great person, great leader, but as I said, like that does not give you a pass, you know. Like because look at the message that sends, you know, like to, to younger kids. Oh, that's James Tarmow. He's a he's supposed to be captain of the uh, Tigers. Told a ref that he's incompetent fuckwit. You know what I mean? Like, and he's a, and he's a senior player and he's the captain. So what the message that that sends to all the younger kids watching is not good. So when you do suspend him and you make a bit of an example, out, I think two weeks is too much. I think one week and a fine. I think that should be. I think that's sufficient. Yeah, don't you think? I, I, look, I mean, I agree. one week in a thousand dollars. Hit him in the gives, pocket. It gives. It gives the like. It shows that they're doing something, and it doesn't stop him from playing his last game. And let's be honest, like they're not. I mean, I trouble. think if he's going, if he's is he going to fight this? I, I think he'd be crazy not to. I think he was very. There's only two more games to go, game. right? There's only two more games. Yeah. So that's he, what I mean. If they say, I think it's two to three. Two to three. Um, if he doesn't fight it, he's gone. If he does fight week. it and lose, he's gone. Give him one a week. week. Come on. Come on, whoever. One week and find him. That's all he needs. Um, and look, for Tigers fans as well, Appy Corriesau came out this week and said that he was more than happy to honour his deal and he's not he's a loyal person and good on him rather than having a circus around Papa Lee. But so I think pa- they'll both Papa, end up there. Papa Lee, he's not, he hasn't... Um, I think he's committed. I think he'll commit. But, um, you know, Corriesau is going to be good for them. So Tigers, don't give both, in yet. They both will be great. They'll be just good. need some stability. As I said, like, you just got to get through this year. Next year, you got Tim Sheens, you've got Robbie Farrier, you've got Benji Marshall. They know the culture of the club. They'll get back to the way they play. Add some stars. They've got some really good young juniors there. They've just got to be a little bit patient. It's just got to pick and stick. Let's just not keep fucking around, dropping people and all that kind of stuff. It's just, Madge just hasn't been the right fit for him. Just be 20 years patient. Madge wasn't, yeah, Madge wasn't the right fit. And, you know, Noddy's just trying to do his best. Not the Daly Am room coach of the year. He lost that. <laughs> he lost so that. just quickly, before we move on, two quick things. We're, t- we're going to talk about the blowouts, but I think we've sort of covered that. I just want to know, you've talked about it just a little bit before. If you're in a side that can't make the semis, right, and, and there might be a little bit of a bad feeling around the club, around coaching or whatever it might be, and you know you've got two more games, your body's sore, and then you get a break, how hard is it getting yourself up for those games where you've got to travel like to New Zealand, you've got to go over – and play a nothing game against the Warriors where mm. it's freezing cold and they want to bash you. And it is like for people, you know, when you have a bad day at work and you think, oh, I just don't want to go to work the next day. That's like this, except you're under the pump spotlight wise, you're under the pump physically, you're tired, you know, you, you're going to read Twitter and you're going to get hammered mm. every the next day. This is, this is where the coaching comes into it and you've got to make training fun. You've got to make it fun. You can't be flogging these blokes. You can't be giving them fitness. Training needs to be fun. Get something positive out of the end of the year. Have some self-pride, pers- personal pride. Go out there. Get your, you know, like you try and play your best best every game. But the week leading into the game, training has to be fun. It yeah. can't be monotonous. It can't be the same old shit. It's got to be just playing like offside touch, touch football, all that kind of stuff. 
no more wrestling, no more contact. Like it's round 24. It's all done. The year's over. Just try and get, try and finish the year off on a positive note and get through the games. It is what it is. This is why you're a professional player. You've, I've been in a position like this. You just got to get through. Play your best football, and that year get along with the next one. A lot of people got different, different, um, different things to play for. Some are off contract. You know, yeah. Jim, Jimmy Tarmo would have been pissed off that what happened because he's he probably wants to prove himself for the last two games. Some people have already signed a two or three year deal. Some people are off. You're young. You could be changing clubs. You'd have a really ordinary year. You want to finish on a top note. So there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of people in different positions. Just know what position you're in. Get out there, have some fun, and just rip in and just try and win the last two games so you can have a good Mad Monday. Yeah, that's all I was thinking. I don't want to lose the last game because that's why you see a couple of upsets in the last in the last games. Try because those guys Monday. don't really want to go on a on a on a on out on a losing note, and because there's players losing the there's players leaving the club. You know, all these sort of variables are happening. All these little things, and it's just like you just got to get out there, rip in as hard as you can for each other. Is the last time you'll ever play with these players ever. Yeah, have that mentality, and that's got to come from the coach. The coach needs to un- the coach needs to drive that mentality in these last four four to five games. Even if you most of these guys have been out of the running for about four or five weeks, just like you got to drive that sort of um, that culture and drive that you know get those words into these kids' heads because you don't know what you're going to get out of them. All right, last one, quick like or don't like Super Bowl style grand final, selling it around to the highest bidder. I mean, I, I get it what Valandis is saying, but I'm like... It's basically Suncorp or ANZ. It's it? Suncorp, ANZ. I mean, what if the, S, the SFS, <laughs> the cricket ground? No. Like, any AFL ground is going to suck. MCG is going to suck. Eddie Haddon's not too bad. Uh, I don't mind Perth watching it at Perth. But I don't want to fucking travel five hours if I was a player. Um, what else have we got? Adelaide... Well, they're not, not, and I, they're I, not big enough grounds. I mean, it's like Super Bowl, understand, 32 teams over there in the NFL, all 80, 90% capacity, best best stadiums ever. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you, it's a different sort of, it's a different thing. That's why it's such a big, it's a big deal to get the Super Bowl. It brings in millions and millions and millions of dollars to that economy over there and that, that, that whatever place it's in, if it's in LA, whatever city it's in, it's a big deal for it. You know, it, it'll be similar here, but, like, you know, do you want to give it to Melbourne? Do you want to give Melbourne? Do you want to give it to Adelaide? You know, the game's played on the east coast of Australia. This is not the fucking NFL or the NBA or soccer. Just stick to what's what's not broken, which is, you know, like, like Suncorp or somewhere just along the east coast. You know what I mean? Like, well, why give it to Perth? That's just not caring about the players. Send it to Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there are a few games this week that are relevant to the final eight, and there are a few games that are not. Mm. Uh, the Broncos and the Eels. The Broncos, after last week... They've been poor, haven't they? They have been terrible. And I feel for them because they have sort of got a lot of pride back in that jersey this year under Kevin Walters and, and the players that they've got, and, and Adam Reynolds has been great for them. The Eels were outstanding last week against the Bulldogs. They always play. They grow a leg at home, to be honest. But mm. um, up at Suncorp, it's up for the Broncos to really start to bring this game back, I reckon, because they could struggle for the eight. Yep. They if they if lose. If there's a big points score here, just, I'm just looking at the ladder now. Raiders, if the Raiders win, they're playing the, um, the Eagles. Broncos lose. And if the score's over, if they can put a decent score on, they'll jump the Bronx. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like they could possibly go from a top four, like to slip out of the top to 
out of the top eight. You know what I mean? The Raiders are there, and the Raiders, they're playing some decent football. They That win against Newcastle on Sunday. They gutsed it. Mate, they were down 14. Yeah. You know, up at Newcastle on a Sunday. Everyone going for, you know, Newcastle's hard to beat on. They were playing some really good football. Mate, and um, they end up coming back. So that shows some grit. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a hard game. That is a tough game. And I think, you know, the Eels... The Eels are the sort of club, though, that will come out and, and, and play like they did last week and then come out and shit the bed this week. They're just yeah. that sort of club. So The Bronx have got so much. I think they've lost three in a row now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, the Warriors against the Panthers. If you're a Warriors fan, I think uh, start planning for next year. Oh, that would have been said about 10 rounds ago. Have a seance for... Harris DeVita's nut. Bring it back. Panthers. Is anyone back this week for the Panthers? Fisher Harris, maybe? Yeah, he's back this week. He's back this week. They, had a, they gutsed it last haven't week. They've they, they they... just got that culture. I mean, I understand. It's like, I, I thought Souths were going to win that game comfortably because, you know, Melbourne got them 16-0 and with the exact same team. But they had, they just got that culture out there. They Moses Leota was outstanding. Isaiah Yeo was outstanding. Um, Liam Martin was a beast. Kickow was back. You know, the halves do their job. You know, Kickow you got, you got kick struggles without Luai. Like, he, he's such yeah. a – it's like he knows exactly where to what hit What line lines, to run, where to hit it. Like, but they've got to find him rather than the other way around. Yeah, well, they're not going to be there. I mean, Luai's going to be back in a couple of weeks and Cleary's going to be back. So, all those combos will be coming back. Um, yeah, that's going to be an absolute flogging because I think this is – one of their last games at Panthers. The Storm Roosters, that's the game of the Ooh. round. That is a cracking game. And uh, it's a grand final replay. Remember when I said that last year? Mm. I just assumed the yeah. Roosters play the Storm every year. But... Are the Storm back? Oh, look, I don't know. I, look, I, I think last week... Sorry, so you get a 16-0 against Panthers and then absolute flogging against... Who'd they play? Broncos. They the pumped Broncos. The Broncos. Like they pumped them. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is. I don't think we can question it that they're back. That I don't they're, know that they're not back. I don't know if they ever left. Like I think they they just, had about four or five shit games. Yeah, really bad games, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, they're gone! They're gone! They come back to the to come back to the pack." Even I was thinking that. Then they lose Pappenhausen, and I'm like, "That's going to be a big deal." And I'm like, "Fuck!" Now you got Munster back there, and you put who are they putting at five eight? Meanie's sort of running there. Meanie's sort of doing that. They just like Jerome Hughes is. Fucking gun, man. He's so good. He's so underrated. He's so underrated. That try, you know, it's a couple of soft tries against the Broncos, but like... Not underrated. His like defense, yeah. his defense is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. He's one of the best defensive halves, him and Cleary. I reckon him and Cleary are the best two halves in the game at the moment. I love a half wearing a headgear too. It means I'm I'm going to tackle. Do you know what I'm I mean? There, I'm there, I'm, I'm here. Actually, I'm wearing this. But his I... kicking game's good. His leadership's great. Like the, the, the little things that he does, That what I watch as a halfback, that's how I want my halfback to play. The Raiders and the Sea Eagles. Uh, Should be the, good. The Raiders, look, I'll tell you what, the Sea Eagles. Um, Sad day, Arvo. It's not too bad. Someone came, I didn't see who said it, but someone's said Des Hasler's time's up. No more Des. <laughs> what do you reckon? Gone? Who's I don't know it's who's hard said to it. come by some good coaches if you. Where can. are they going to find them? You're not going to. I love That's this. That's what I mean. I think you know, Des Des can pretty much coach wherever he wants. He's just understand. You lost the greatest fullback in the game. I mean, the greatest player last year, and like he's like to lose him, it was massive for him. Mm. You know, you you want Turbo there, and he's he's a big part of that team. He's a number one player. Him and Teddy are the best fullbacks in the world, and he's the best player in the world going off last year. I don't think Des is done. Who are you going to do? You? Please. Cameron Serraldo. 
He's going to coach the dogs coach. and the seagulls. He's coaching. He's the first one. He's that good. He's, he's like Gallon fighting. Um, he's having three Hodjo. fights in one night. Hodjo. <laughs> he's going to be the Paul Gallon of the NRL coaching. He's just. They just. <laughs> he just can't coach the same team against no, each other. No. But if it's two, he'll do it on via. Yeah. Zoom. Easy. Zoom. So it's just possible. It's possible. It's <laughs> so the Raiders will win that, I think, because it's down there, GIO Stadium on a Saturday. I think three o'clock. Miserable, cold, awful, and they've got a lot to play for. Do you think three o'clock? Because you're looking at it, and it says three o'clock. I actually didn't even look at said three o'clock because I just know it was the first one on a Saturday, you dick. I've actually, Super Saturday. Remember I used to play on a Saturday, mate, you know? Yeah, but it was sometimes. two o'clock sometimes. Yeah, you had, yeah. Well, yeah. you just got there early because you loved footy so yeah, much. Yeah, I was just watching Reggie's the whole time. Just watching <laughs> SG ball. Uh, Harold Matt's all the way to Reggie's and then <laughs> I'm there at nine o'clock on a 7.30 start. Sharks against the Bulldogs. You know what? The Bulldogs, I saw someone say that... Um, the Bulldogs, you know, the way they've been playing, sides have worked it out. I was like, what do you mean? I just, people say this stuff. I'm like, they've been playing a good style of footy and then they've had a couple of bad weeks because mm. they're, they're tired and they're, they've got nothing really to play for. They're not, not trying. Anyway. No, they're just, it was just, mate, they played against a fair side. Parramatta are a good side. When they get and on. you don't think that Parramatta didn't have that in the back of their head that they got pumped by the Bulldogs that last game? Yeah. That was in the back of their head. We 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 got a lot a lot to work on, but you know, like it's like Parramatta were on. It's at Parramatta Stadium. It was, it was fucking sold out. One of the, that, that that is one of the best games you can play in. You know, Saturday, on a on a on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, like against Parramatta at Paris Stadium, the walls that we used to have there was amazing. But we it's also used to beat the shit out of them. I, when you're on those games, <laughs> yeah, of course you did. When those games go like that, and you look at those little kicks that go through, and they always oh, find a hand, everything like, found. I mean, oh. like everything, everything they did was just like bang. Oh. I was just like, oh god, no luck. We didn't. Our, our defense was decimated in the middles. We got sort of ran through, and um, on the edge, we got exposed on the edge. Um, yeah, but they played some good football. Ryan Madison played outstanding. You know, Junior Paulo and Lane, and they they were, they were creating some some good football and. You know, the score didn't really – didn't say, you know, the Bulldogs – Yeah, that no, off, it wasn't, I mean, yeah. it should have been – they, they struggled to score. And it blew late too. It did, yeah. About three three or four tries in like 10 minutes. So, oh, well, is what it is. As long as we can salvage something. Sharks are a good team. They are a good side. Shark Park. Are they a chance, the Sharks? <sighs> Look, I reckon it's it has opened up a bit. You'd have to say Penrith are – Strong favourite still, despite you look at the Roosters and the Rabbitohs making a lake run. You know, although to be fair, if the Rabbitohs can't beat Penrith without Luai and Cleary, they're probably going to, you know, that was probably their time to show that they mm. were up there. But, you know, Sharks got to be in the conversation. I, I honestly think. <laughs> they're a good team, man. They're a good side. So, the, oh, what if it finishes like, imagine if the Panthers play Storm in the first one. Well, I mean, top four is different. You get two cracks. You get two cracks. It's all good. Uh, the Rabbitohs Cowboys. Why are the Rabbitohs such? Ha- is is this in relation to Tom Dearden being out? Do you reckon? Like, yeah, I Cowboys. Think, well, I think are, Tom Dearden. He's a f- he's one of the best. Season. He's great. Yeah. Um, they'll miss him. I'm not sure who they're going to put at six. Um, I would not have a clue. Maybe Ben Hampton. Yeah, they've still got they've still got a they've bit. Still of, got they've still a got few. some really good depth. Yeah, I'll just check their team. Just wait. Or they might drink, drink water, water could drink, yeah, drink water and have and, and the hammer. hammer yeah, fullback. well, that's what I'd do because he's he's he can play drink. Drink he's, water can play. He's good. 
I think he's been he's been to the. I mean, he was there last year, was he? But he had an ACL problem. Yeah, he's and he's been he's been killing it this year. Like he just offers. He's another one of these like cookie cutter fullbacks that just comes into the line and creates threats wherever he goes. And you just to defend it is difficult because you just don't know where he's going to pop up. They just get these license to roam. They enter the they come into Team the line. aren't even out. I forgot Tuesday because no, we're early this week. Yeah. We are early, so that'll be a good game. And that will be a good game. And I think that the Rabbitohs should not be as red-hot favourites as what they are there. Mm. Not, uh, if you, not if you can put Hammer at, um, at fullback. Yeah, and drink water in. And put Drinky there and then just put some, probably another big forward there on the, on, the, um, on the bench. The Tigers and the Dragons. The biggest news out of the Dragons camp is that there are rumours coming out that they've low-balled Ben Hunt. So they've offered him 700. Is he off contract? He's off contract, yeah. And they've offered him 700. There'd be a few other clubs. The way he's been playing and the way he performed in Origin, there'd be a fair few clubs. I mean, he's more he's than 30, likely going to 31, get, 32? He'll, and he'll likely get the Dally M. But he's, just say he's, he's 31, 32. As I said, like Townsend and Reynolds, all they've done is just help those older, aging halfbacks get that money. Yeah, get that right. bag. Get the bag. And you're going to get a heap too. They can't lowball him 700. You get Reynolds on what one point one point one or something yeah, in the same exactly. age. Yeah, nowhere near the players. Ben Hunt. Yeah, Ben, now, ben Hunt's, Hunt's been, been carrying that team for three years. Been, yeah, like St George, they're they're gonna be fucked next year. They've bought no one. They've lost Tarek Sims. They're gonna they probably they might lose Ben Hunt. Like he's still he's still a, a, he's a top five halfback. I'll yeah. go Cleary. I'll go Cleary. I'll go Jerome Smith. Jerome Hughes. Jerome, Jerome Smith Hughes. plays in Super League. Yeah. Good player. Um, plays for league. And then I'd probably, I'd have DCE uh, Ben Hunt around third and fourth. Mm. There's, that's my top three or four. Everyone else should be in reserve grade. <laughs> uh, the Dragons. I hope the Tigers win that. For all you Tigers fans out there, I'm going to change my tip. Just in solidarity. I'm so far ahead of everyone else I can do that. <laughs> uh, the Titans... <laughs> Fafita, I tell you what, Fafita, he's been starting to get the ball. They've decided to pass the ball oh, to him. In a good position. Like, you know what I mean? It's why, like, look what happens. I don't understand. Like, who, like, why would you do that to that kid? Put him in position. Like, all right, Kieran Foran will be the best thing 100%. that ever, ever happened to David Fafita on that yeah. left edge or right edge because that, uh, that former Thurma kid, he he's, been, well. he's been really yeah. – I think he's probably been their best player. He him, has, definitely. Him and um, Big Tino. So, one of them will get player of the year. But, like, the way that, I mean, who was it? Sexton and, like, Brimson have been there. Sexton's petrified of the line. Well, he's gone. Tanner, and, well, he'll be brought back this week. Tanner yeah, Boyd was like, going all right there. You no, know, Tanner so Boyd's not too bad. But then he's you've got, like, a guy like Kieran Foran who goes to the line. You know what I mean? He'll cop that hit. And uh, Fafita will be getting a lot of ball. And Verrills as well at nine. He, he, oh, they've got Verrills too. Yeah, so he's... Okay, good. You'll see Fafita, I think, come in for those, especially close to the line. Verrills is really good at that little he's great. flat ball. So. He's got to coach he's got to coach him right. I'm not sure if Holbrook's going to be there next year or whatever's happening. But, Cameron Serraldo's um, coaching him. I think Cam's going to do that as well. He's on Zoom with them too. I'll tell you what's funny though. I look at when David forty-five. Yeah, I know. No one's obviously looked at the table there. The Knights aren't going that bad either. Knights are good, yeah. mate. I think the Knights are probably a bit hard done by in that. But I think um, if you look if you look at David Fafita now and the amount that he's copped over the last little while and you just think finally at the last couple of rounds, you start, they're starting to put him in the right position. And then and I think it's because Tanner Boyd was there too. I think Tanner Boyd will be there long. He'll be the seven. Because he, he hits hard. Yeah. He kicks good. He's got all the... Um, 
all the the variables to be a really good half. I think you know, like nines and sevens are pretty similar, but like he, I think his defence is is way better than Sexton's. And I I think as a coach, and I'd be like, you know what? Let's unleash David Fafita in the last two rounds when we're coming second last. That's the best time. I'm going to get my highest paid player and we are going to unleash him. Willie's Big Boys. All right, guys. Um, there's never, never ever any stoppage with, uh, with the Big Boys. They just keep dominating every game. Um, so I'll go, I'll get straight into it. One vote. I'm going off cause I reckon this game was, was pretty tough. One vote goes to big, big Papa for, um, against Newcastle. Cause I think he made a couple of line breaks real late in the game that got him over the line. You know, that was just clutch from big Papa there. So one point to him and Joey to I think they're the best one, two punch in the game. Honestly, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. Um, like he made 160 meters, like, and Joey would have had that in his head. Like he was an he's a Newcastle junior, and they let him go, and he would have been pissed off. So he would have taken it out on them. He's offloads a second phase, but like because Tapine passed it to Big Papa, made that line break back to Tapine, then Tapine back to someone else, and they score. Like it was amazing. You know what I mean? That was coming out of yardage when they when the game was 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 quite even. So that was just a clutch play. And Newcastle had everything to play for. They had a big week this week, obviously with all the bullshit that happened last week. So they really wanted to play. They're hard to beat on a Sunday. And Canberra got the job the job done. So that's why I'm giving to him. And I just can't go past the biggest boy of them all, Nelson Osofa Solomona. Did you see what he did to that young kid? He is such a huge He's fucking being. huge. He's such a monster. I'll give you some stats of what he did. Played in the right side back row, played 80, 80 minutes. What did he play, 80 minutes? No, 70 minutes. 17 hit-ups, 193 metres, 94 post-contact. 19 tackles, one miss, about 700 offloads. Um, <laughs> Officially and on Fox terrorised that poor young kid. I mean, he did one bad thing in the first half where he tried to get a little bit fancy and flick, flick pass, and then he nearly went out and then tried to pass it back in and Capewell got it and scored. Good luck for trying, though, I think. Good it was points like, for effort. It was just like zero fucks, like, I'll get this out there. It was <laughs> just like, I'm on here. And I think he would have got the absolute biggest roasting from belly because it was quite even at that time. Um, and then he comes out in the second half, played like a big man, just got early ball on the edge, just like elbows, knees at that poor little um, man. Is it, what's his name? Ma'am. Man, Isra Man. man. Like he was, and he's not a bad defender, Isra Man. But bro, Nelson is a big boy. Like everyone says 120. He's fucking not that. He's about 125, 26 kilos, six foot six, six foot seven, big, angry, aggressive, Quick, good footwork. <laughs> like, I think if if they can get uh, another prop just to do, you know, I reckon he stays on the edge. I reckon in certain areas of the field, I think he should be out on an edge. Yeah, in, I think he could be. He should be able to do both. I remember when I was playing, we there was no real position for me. I can be in the middle, or I can get on the edge when we got out a little bit wider on the right or left. I just think you just waste him in the middle. You know, unless he's unless he's going to come off uh, off the nine near the line near Harry Grant. Harry Grant was fucking outstanding he's as well. So but like, if not, why not use him out wide? You know what I mean? Like, especially in the red zone, like you got to you got to put two people on him. So he's going to if he runs that line in between the four and three men, just at that lead line on both sides of the ruck, like you've got you've got to you've got to commit to him. Early ball, like he's come up, like it'll be hard. Like, and I think. Him playing off on an on an edge there and just like just causing so much havoc. If you, and and that, as, as I said, Ezra Man is a good defender. 
Most of these halves ain't good defenders. He's going to terrorise everyone from, from here on in. I think they've sort of found what he can do. He can be in the middle. He can do that tough stuff. He can get out wide and destroy people. So, anyway, leaderboard. Third, Campbell Gillard's on 11. Second, Fisher Harrison Jr. Paul on 13. And still coming first is Jason Talmolo. So, big JT's up there. Needs a good couple of games to finish off and he'll probably get it. Well, last week again... Uh, was awful on the punt for us. And this week, though, I've been saying that recently, but I feel comfortable that there's some good bets here. And if we don't win, then we'll probably... I'll be setting up a burner account, Derek Harfabar, and I'll be sending very, very angry Twitter to all of the players here, except there was no anytime try scorer market, so I'll just have to send it to, like, the Roosters account. Well, I can't believe I nearly won last week. I can't believe you nearly won either. And I, like, studied the guide so much. Well, you've studied it this week. You're yeah, of course. Right this week. Uh, so, um, what have I got? I got the Roosters with five and a half, because I think the Roosters will actually win that game. But mm-hmm. I'm taking the start. Because I'm Suki. Yeah. The Rabbitohs, 1 to 12. I think the Cowboys, there's no way that's a blowout. I don't care what the markets say. Nah. And the Eels with three and a half against the Broncos. No, to cover three and a half, I think that is. I think they're favourites. So they're, I, th- I think they, I think, yeah, three and a half okay. start. I can't remember now what I said, but What's I'd said that. Right? Anyway, I'm going to win $550 and most importantly, 52 cents. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the what best I was looking bit. at. So what is mine? Broncos versus Eels. I so think over over forty seven and a half point scores. Point scores. Rabbits to win. Titans to win. Tigers to win with seven and a half. With the seven and a half start and Bulldogs. I'll take the start at twenty two and a half points. So does big, that mean that's, that's a big start? So whatever. Yeah, the Bulldogs. So Bulldogs. They can't get 22. beat by twenty two, and I win. Yeah. Come on, boys. Don't get flogged. You'll be fine. You should give a pre-match speech, actually. <laughs> Just mention your multi unit. Just, <laughs> Come on. I'm a, go I'm out there and try I hard. I have a proper agenda when I'm my out multi. there. And it's, a, it's last game too, isn't it? At Shark Park. Oh, no, it's not. It'll be already... It'll I don't be know Shark why Park. it's in the middle. Uh, and then the I'll producer... Be six, what, $765.50? It's a lot of money. 50 cents. 50 cents. Oh, 50. Uh, and then the producers gone eels, roosters, rabbitos, dragons. God, he's embarrassing. Honestly, he has just offered nothing this he year. He has one nut and he's embarrassing. He's the worst punter of all time. Dean's got the other one. <laughs> so what's he got? He's going to win 450, 440 because you missed a zero there. You just did maths in your head. Well done. So he's going to win $44.50 because we're going to tax the other 400 ourselves because yeah. he's such a shit bloke. All right. Uh, tips. I'm going Eels, Panthers, Storm, Raiders, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Dragons, and Titans. I'm going Eels, Panthers, Roosters, Raiders, Sharks, Rabbitohs, Tigers now. Mm, all right. And Titans. That's just for all, all of right. our Tigers fans. And then we've got the producer is going... I don't care where he's going. Eels, Panthers, Roosters, Eagles, Sharks, Cowboys, Dragons, Titans. All right. Well, so, just quickly, uh, 
before we go into this Twitter, I've just got a message from Whip actually because I messaged him before. So our good friend Ryan Clark has just swum the English Channel in nine hours and forty minutes, which is a massive effort. Took your time. Covered in duck fat. Took his time, eh? That's <laughs> going up as that's my screenshot now. We put the duck fat on him. But congratulations to Ryan. He's him and, and Luke Stewart, who's who's doing the ice mile next week, which is you got to swim one point five kilometers in four degree water. And then stay awake for forty-five minutes and not pass out after the race. What do you do that for? Well, because he couldn't do the. Um, God, he couldn't do the channel. It's a massive effort. We're massive. good on you, mate, and so it's massive. for a good cause too, isn't it? Ocean tell, Heroes. Tell so Ocean, Ocean Heroes. Heroes, where basically um, they take Ryan's. Obviously, been involved with with the water. He's been down at surfing at Bronny since he was could stand up really, and his two boys are both really good little surfers in Bronny Board Riders. And Ocean Heroes takes um, underprivileged and disabled children and teaches them how to surf autistic kids and that. It's just a, oh, that's awesome. a fantastic um, so They've raised, what, over 100 grand already? So close to 100. That's yeah, massive. So, so well done, Whip. Good on you, Whippy. Enjoy your beta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so the Twitter – I forgot to put the Twitters up, but I did it this morning. And we've got one. Um, it's more of a question, more of a statement. He wanted to say how much – they enjoyed the Broncos versus Knights women's NRLW on Sunday. Um, first one he's watched. Great skill, commitment, entertainment after a weekend of NRL blowouts. So that's good. Well done. Old enough. You know what? That is good. That that women's game is going from strength to strength, which is... Oh, I think it just becomes... Great. Um, it's great because they're, ne- they're nearly full-time athletes now. So you're going to get... The training's going to become better. They'll get more con- continuity. You're going to have better coaches in there. You know the girl, the girls' game, Newcastle, and they're evening the comp out. They get not because Brisbane was so dominant. They're getting kid people out of Brisbane. In a it's like a draft system. sort of thing, like yeah. to put them in other teams to make them stronger. So it's not that real dominant Brisbane Broncos side because a lot of it's pretty much like the Queensland side. It was that for like three about three years. That's why they kept winning it. Um, Newcastle got a side in there. A lot of a lot of teams like about a lot of team in about probably two or three years. I reckon there'll be ten teams. Um, so yeah, it was the quality of the quality is is has picked up a heap. They hit hard, they run hard. Um, they've got the, their skill sets picked up. They've um, they don't play as much structure as the NRL, which is good. Which is so they good play team. a bit more free flowing, which is um, which is good to see. So yeah, it was some good football. And also, if you're watching uh, NRL, then give a license to the Tigers, stack their entire team with every single Australian player, and let them win a comp. <laughs> just to make up. So I'm all for hashtag NRLW Tigers. All right. Well, that's it. That was uh, that was good. I'm uh, I'm going to go off now and watch my goddaughter get an award. Congratulations, right. Charlotte. Anyway, and it's her birthday too. We'll be tweeting all week. Uh, oh, not all week. All week. All week. So from Thursday, masonstag.com. Great review. All that kind of stuff. Ask some more questions. These are pretty easy questions. They're very basic. Ask some more questions. <laughs> See, you See you next up. week. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.